pull out that little handkerchief she carried. And she'd hold it up and she'd dab her eyes and she'd wipe her mouth and say, Praise the Lord! And she'd wave that handkerchief, Praise the Lord! And the thing that I noticed, because see, I'm sitting on the platform kind of watching all this, and you've been to a ball game where you've seen the waves go along, you know, the wave. It's almost like the congregation had a wave sweep. We'd start here, and they go this way, and they go this way. When Mrs. Weaver got blessed, other folks got blessed. It kind of was contagious that way. And you could just see the presence of God about her. She told the story to us one time of there was a, there was a real need on the mission field for, for funds, and they were needing offerings. She had no money to give. She took off her wedding ring and dropped it in the offering plate. That's the kind of person she was. And so our hearts went out to... You know, we, we just knew that, that, that this lady knew God. And even after we left school and got into our evangelistic work, we'd stop in there once in a while and we'd, sit, we'd visit and we'd send letters and cards along the way. And one year at Christmas time, the card came back that we'd sent. Her son sent it to us that she'd passed away. Now, she was a wonderful saint of God. I knew where she was. I wouldn't call her back to this world for anything. But it hit me like a rock when I asked the question, who takes her place? Samuel's gone. Mrs. Weaver's gone. The saints that have been there that we look to and we ask, who should be doing this? How do we do this? You see, we have this mindset these days. We want the young people. We want the young people. We want the young, and we do. But let me tell you, those who have gone down the road a little farther and older like I am now, senior saints are so needed in the church. You are the ones who set the precedence. You are the ones who are the prayer warriors. You are the ones who are the financial backers. You are the ones who are there that when my kids were growing up and teenagers and knew that mom and dad didn't know anything, they could go to them. And the saints of God were there for them. And both are in ministry today, I believe, as a result, not so much of us, but others who had influence on their lives. It's so important to understand the people of God weren't where they were supposed to, where they were supposed to be, and they weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing because they didn't have anybody to ask. Well, why didn't they have anybody to ask? Uh, one more thing. The word's a little different in the NIV. I grew up with the King James Version. In the King James Version, the word is, they were not sanctified. Here it's consecrated. They didn't consecrate themselves. But the th idea is the same thing. I'm not talking about something that's you know, mystical or anything like that. A sanctification, a consecration is when you set yourself apart. And that becomes primary. God becomes your focus in your life. And, and it's giving up the other options and saying, I'm going to do this if I have time. That, God's plan comes first. And they're saying here, they didn't really focus on this as this being the primary thing. They didn't consecrate themselves. They didn't sanctify themselves that they could be given over fully to God. And so as a result, because it was just one of many things we have to do, anybody can do it whenever they want to do it, however they want to do it. Nobody has to ask about it because we're not really focused on doing this anyway. I am convinced that in the church today, whatever denomination, the greatest need that we have is for the people of God, called by his name, to be sanctified holy, focused on the things of God that make a difference in this world, a difference in our society around us. We can sing the best songs. We can sing, we can sing great words. We can have all kinds of special things happening and ministries going on. But if we have not heart cleansed, 
if we are not sanctified holy, focused on what God wants for us first and foremost above everything else, we're going to end up just being one more club. And that's true for whatever denomination. The lingo may change from group to group, but the heart belongs to God. And if it doesn't belong to God, then you don't belong to God. This is, is more than just lip service. This is more than just showing up for Sunday services. It's more than getting involved in something. It begins at a place of prayer where we say, oh God, me, my heart, my dedication level, am I where I need to be? Now, if you notice from chapter 13 to chapter 15, the first time ends in a failure, it's an utter disaster. Second time, chapter 15, they come in and there is singing and there is dancing and there is people playing the instruments and they're celebrating because God's people did it God's way and God blessed. And whenever we try doing it our way, we're going to find ourselves in utter failure over and over and over again. And we get frustrated. I did the best things. I was there. I tried to do what I could. But unless our heart is where it needs to be, it's never going to be successful. And so he calls us. And says, be sanctified. I think this is the crux that we are at at our church. And being officially retired for 15 months now, I have a little time to sit back. And I have been watching services in, in person and online all over the place. We do a good job with church. We're not doing such a great job at heart holiness. Because until he gets the heart, he hasn't got you. Would you bow your heads with me, if you will, for a moment? Lord, these words were written so long ago about an event that happened so long ago. And yet today, it's still as fresh and needful as ever in our lives. There's too many examples of unsanctified behavior. Too many examples of take it or leave it. Too many examples of priorities that have so many other things attached and we slip God in where we get a chance. Father, today I pray for this congregation. I don't know these people. I don't know whose who's water, where. I have no idea. But you do. And I'm praying, Lord, right now to you that you will speak to hearts, make a difference in hearts, make a difference for the sake of this church, for the sake of this community, for the sake of its future ministry. Do what we can't do in us, I pray, Lord. With our heads bowed this morning, and I know that we're kind of limited on what we can do to keep our distance and all that, I don't want to violate anything or anybody's comfortable comfort level in that but where you sit where you are right now maybe it's time you breathe a prayer to the Lord and say oh God show me where I am in relationship with you
Is my heart really yours? Have you cleansed me and filled me with your spirit? Do in me, God, what I can't do myself. Make me to be the right person in the right time, in the right way, asking the right people for guidance, sanctified wholly for your work. And this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.